Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash swordandlaser. Welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. I love you, fans. You're the best. I'm always right. Uh huh. Well, no, not so much. Hey, nice tune. Oh, thanks. You were singing like that. I just, I love our listeners. Yeah, and life's a musical, so there you go. And I was trying to reward them when, in fact, I was probably punishing them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're. So right. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Tom, what are you drinking? I was told by my doctor I needed to have more probiotics. So as an old man, I'm drinking some Lifeway kefir. Kefir is a fermented dairy beverage that's low in lactose, high in probiotics, and very good for you. Hold up. So I'm really sad this is an audio show because Tom has the tiniest little cup that he's drinking out of right now. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a little little cup. It's very strong. It's if you've ever had kefir, you know you don't need a lot of it. It looks exactly like the little teacup from Beauty and the Beast, the original movie, no, except it's not, see-through. It's not that. That's ex- no, Tom. That's exactly no, what it the, looks the like. Lip, the lip is not that big. You know where well, I actually got this? Where? At the Space Quest Casino <laughs> in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> what is this? Was it a special kefir cup? No, no. At the time, it was uh, some kind of green, glowing cocktail. Fascinating. Or shot. It's pretty adorable. Um. I am drinking Hirsch Small Batch Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I like yours better. Mine is, uh, it is uh, cask strength, which means needs to be diluted a little bit. I didn't do that at first. I forgot about that part. You just Uh, shot it back. (laughs) Cask strength. So now I'm drinking the more diluted version, and it's delicious. It was a gift. Uh, We had a werewolf game at our house, and one of our guests uh, brought this over for us. What is that? What's werewolf? What is a werewolf game? I think you need <gasps> to explain that to people. Have, do you know what it is? No, I don't. Oh my gosh. Okay, you definitely have to come play sometime. So werewolf is a game. It's kind of like, have you ever played Mafia? I haven't, but I okay. think I know what that is. So essentially, um, this is a bit of a tangent, apologies, um, but it's a it's a social game where you get together in a group. It can be anywhere from like, I would say... It's good to be around like 10 to 12 people at the oh, okay. minimum. So you, need a, you need a few. You need a good number of people because um, you're supposed to be villagers. And amongst the villagers is at least one werewolf. Okay. And every night the villagers go to sleep and then the werewolf or werewolves kill someone. They kill mm-hmm. a villager. Okay. And the villagers have to try to figure out amongst themselves during the daytime which of the other villagers could be werewolves. And so they start. You start accusing people, and then those people defend themselves. And then someone has to nominate who they think the werewolf is, and then someone else has to second it. And then if they get seconded, then they are killed. 
I think. No, there might be if another they're step. Wrong. If they're wrong. No, if you get killed no matter what. If you're a villager, they kill you. And if you're a werewolf, they kill you. And you win the game. If you're a werewolf, you win the game if at least one werewolf is still alive at the end. If there's more, how does it work? I got, I got, I kind of followed you until till my motivation for ever trying to identify anyone disappeared because you die either way. Well, I mean, the person <laughs> dies either way. So you're trying to kill off the werewolves. You're trying to pick the right people. Yeah. And the werewolves are going to be like, I'm not a werewolf. I'm a villager like you. And you're like, no, you're not. And so you you pick your people and then you hope that at the end of the game, there's more villagers than werewolves. Okay. I think maybe I understand. Or that all the villagers have killed all the werewolves. It's and one of those a, games where somebody has to guess what somebody else is. Yeah. And so you go around accusing people and it gets very heated and people get in big fights and people get like real <laughs> life mad like at each other. It's a horrible party game. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And then like the more drunk people get, the more like furious <laughs> ah, they get. Now I see. And so now I, I see. like real friendships have been broken up by this game. I swear to this God. Is, it's like I, you're really not intense. convincing me to want to play this. And my husband is really good at it. He's super good at it. And so, and I'm good at it. I've won a bunch of times. I, I guess I'm like a really convincing liar. You're incredibly competitive too. Yeah. So like people never, I shouldn't give this away, but people never think I'm a werewolf until Why it's too late. Just, no, Veronica, werewolf, never. She's no, she's no, she's a, ter- I, I've, I've gotten very far in life being a very good liar that people think is a very poor liar. Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> Like people assume that I can't they lie. They don't think you can lie, so they believe everything you say, which so, makes right. it easy for you to lie. So if you throw Wait, around a few like you've never been a podcaster, have you? No. You just lied to me this whole time. <laughs> so anyway, Werewolf is fun. You should play it sometime. You should get a group together in LA. No, it's not I bet horrible. Roger, I don't Roger lose all would my be really good die. at it. <laughs> hey Tom. Yeah. Let's jump into the quick burns. Ow, the quick burns. Uh, hey, Terp Kristen was the first to point out that the Hugo nominees are out, including many books Sword and Laser has read or authors and series that we've read. Uh, Terp Kristen says, more interesting to me, I actually know one of the editors nominated. I'm very happy for a friend to be nominated. Uh, that's awesome. Yes, we always feel good when friends are nominated, and we would like to consider Charlie Jane Anders our friend, and Charlie Jane Anders is nominated! Yay! All the Birds in the Sky is up, as is A Closed in Common Orbit by Becky Chambers, Death's End by Session Liu, Nine Fox Gambit by Yoon Ha Lee, The Obel Escape by N.K. Jemison, and Two Like the Lightning by Ada Palmer. That's a good set of books right there, I have to say. Did we not talk about this on the last episode? Did this really just happen? I'm having really super bad deja vu right now. Because of the nebulas. We talked about the nebulas. Is it because the, the nebulas, nebulas just happened and Charlie yeah. Jane Anders won the nebula? And so now I'm just in that mode. Or and I think I'm it was wrong, some more. It might but, have been. Okay. But definitely because of the nebulas. <laughs> definitely for sure. Those things tend to happen sometimes Look, around the same time. Terp Kristen is right. a rocket scientist. No, no. I'm not going to doubt. Her. You are totally right. Last time we did an episode, it was the Nebula winners that right. were announced. And, and it there was Charlie was Jane Anders. Yes. Right. There were overlaps, so that's why we're confused. Or that's why okay. I, I shouldn't drag you into this, Tom. That's why I was confused. <laughs> Speaking of other awards, we also have the Locus oh, wait, Awards. Wait, wait hold what? on. Are you going to read more? The Locus Awards. Well, first of all, you may be looking at the wrong lineup. Oh, I was. That Second was. I switched all, the old lineup so I could prove that I was not crazy or I, more crazy. <laughs> uh, 
Black Mirror, Doctor Who, The Expanse, Game of Thrones, and Splendor and Misery all up for best dramatic presentation. Two Game of Thrones episodes. In fact, they have this little thing at the end about things that actually got a nomination but were disqualified. And one Mm -hmm. of them is a third episode of Game of Thrones because the rule is no more than two episodes of any one show may be finalists in a category. Oh, fascinating. There is is no podcast award? Best fan cast doesn't seem to have one of the ones that I would have thought. But I'm sure all of these are great. I mean, they do look really great. There's some great they people. Do. No, there's some excellent people in here. I get that. That's cool. Merle Lafferty's awesome. Maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe next time. I love maybe. how every single year we're like, <sighs> maybe the next time. freaking cubs of podcasting. <laughs> and yet. I think the, um, the Parsec committee would be disappointed to hear us say that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, let's see. We have a uh, a note that Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials is getting a title, a new hero, and an excerpt. Uh, it's the first novel in the Book of Dust trilogy. Uh, it will be La Belle Sauvage. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. The oui. main character is a what? I said we. Oui. We. Oui. What? You didn't say who put this in, though, so I don't know who posted this. So you go look oh, for that I'll while I read the section. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So anyway, it's the first novel, as By I said. By the way, it's in called the- an equal mm. because it takes place in the same time period, roughly, as the original. So it's not a sequel mm-hmm. or a prequel. Did I say equal? Did I not no, say that part? No, you skipped over that because I could tell because you're like, I don't know what that means. So I'm not going to say that word. But no, that's I why didn't that's say there. that word because I was looking for the person who posted this quick burns. Wait, and I didn't see it, so I got. Should confused. I be looking for that then? Yes, go. I just told you to go look. <laughs> I'm for that. totally looking for it right now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start over here. Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials Equal gets a title, new hero, and an excerpt. It's the first novel in the Book of Dust trilogy. Uh, it will be La Belle Sauvage. The main character is an 11 year old boy named Malcolm Polstead and his daemon Asta or demon. We never. I never remember which way we decided to say that uh, in the intervening years since we first covered this book series. Uh, He indirectly appeared in Lyra's Oxford as the scholar Lyra wrote to seeking advice about her dissertation at St. Sophia's College. The series will journey from Lyra's infancy to her adulthood, showing how and when Lord Asriel took her to Jordan College. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting because Lyra or Lyra shows up in this first book, but she's not the main character yet because she's an infant uh, and, and, and so, uh, this guy, Malcolm, uh, will interact with her as, as when she's an infant. So that again, it's taking place alongside the timeline of his dark materials, um, book of dust There's more dust, more demons, demons or diamonds. Tom, who posted that quick burn? I did. I, that's why it doesn't have an attribution. <laughs> it wasn't in the quick burns. I, I saved it out of my RSS feed. And then I forgot. And then you forgot it was you. Yeah. Because I, I went through Goodreads. I'm like, I can't find it. I can't find it. Any. And then I'm like, oh, right. That's because I'm the one. who. Okay. Well, you can read the one from Stephen then. Yeah. Uh, Stephen posted a science article from The Verge about a new spider. And you may wonder, well, why would we talk about spiders on Sword and Laser? Because it's called the Sorting Hat Spider. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, its official Latin name is even a Harry Potter illusion, Eriovixia Gryffindori. Eriovixia Gryffindori, named um, after Godric Gryffindor. Yeah. 
Why not sorting hat eye? Dude, <laughs> Since this it looks like a sorting hat. It really this, does look like this a sorting spider hat. looks like a sorting hat. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It is this this spider might be the the podcast episode cover. New species discovered in, in India too, um, and and so if you're in India and you see this spider, would not recommend putting it on your head. Uh, Just as a it will general not, rule, in fact, put you into a, a sorting house. As a general rule, just don't put spiders on your head. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Just like skip um, that part. It, I, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's poisonous. I don't see anything that says it's poisonous, but uh, it has the sorting hat shape uh, to look like a dry leaf in daytime so it can mm. escape predators. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I can see that as well, but definitely more on airing on the side of Sorting Hat. Aaron says, uh, this year's Geeks Doing Good campaign just went up six days. Among the swag is stuff from the Iron Druid Chronicles, the Kingkiller Chronicles, the Dresden Files, and a Joko Cruise ticket raffle. Oh my goodness gracious. That's and good it, is, it is it uh, is at 189% of its $42,000 okay. goal. They are almost at $80,000 and there are still five days left. So you Woo. can get in on this action. And so man, I kind of want to do it myself. And making the world a better place at the same time. Let's see. For trying to see like what the most expensive thing I can reasonably, reasonably like bid on here. There's a lot of prizes. Holy moly. Kazow. There is like... Things at all different range. Okay, so one hundred twenty dollars. Uh, buy a goat. Buy a goat. You buy a goat for a family. I mean, yeah, That's you it. don't have to take delivery on the goat. The goat goes to someone who actually needs a goat. Yeah, the milk the That's goat produces. Of, That's Heifer International, right? That's Heifer International. Um, I have bought that goat in the past. I've been very well, happy to goat. buy that goat. Um, you can get four hundred forty dollars. Same goat over and over. That, that would be that'd be weird. Uh, for one hundred forty dollars, you can get the Artificer's piece set. Five by five, add a little dignity and gravitas to your tech games with a set of 44 metal pieces. Tech, of course, is the actual game uh, based on the game from the King Killer Chronicles uh, that was created and also, I believe, crowdfunded um, into creation. So that's pretty cool. There's all sorts of artif artificer sets. Uh, there's a $750 300 chip poker box set that's uh, based off of the name of the wind. And then there's tons of very reasonably priced Anything from $3 to $20 to $50. So there's a little something there for everyone. And it goes to a good cause. Yeah. So delay no more. Go to Indiegogo.com. Look up Geeks Doing Good 2017. Or just go to SwordAndLaser.com. You can find the link there as well. Yes. Very exciting. I think I'm definitely going to check that out after the show. And now it is time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Veronica, I have a mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. Actually, Christos has a question. Christos wrote, I read an article that said the town in the show Murder, she wrote, would be the murder <laughs> capital of the world if it were real. I have heard that as well. <laughs> which is hilarious. Then I remembered that in the trailer for the upcoming movie Stephen King's It, a character said the murder rate was six times the average for adults and even worse for kids. And that's just Pennywise the Clown's victims, not to mention all the other countless monsters in the King universe with a high body count who all live in Maine. Hmm. Maine is a very dangerous place to live in the King universe. So what do you think is the most dangerous city or town in all of fiction? And why the heck would anyone stay there? Batman's Gotham City has to be high up there. Hmm. Okay, so Sylvana says King's Landing. Yes, good one. Good point. 
Yeah, that's that's a pretty scary one. Trike says small towns and murder mysteries are especially dangerous. I definitely think uh, Cabot Cove, Maine of Murder, She Wrote, is the most dangerous cozy getaway. I recall the town lost 26% of its population while Jessica Fletcher lived there. That's a death rate of 26,000 per 100,000 people. Good math, Trike. Good math. <laughs> the only historical comparisons are the death rates during the Black Death and the bombing of Hiroshima. I don't know where he got that number from, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I'm checking. I'm, I'm trying to find if that's... Are uh, we fact-checking Trike right now for his no, 26%? No, because his better point is the second paragraph. I was hoping you're going to get to that. Oh, for my money, though, he says, the winner has to be Sunnydale. It's the only small town where you can be brutally murdered twice. Bonus, mass murders take place in average on every 18 months. Take that, Cabot Cove. You too, Castle Rock. And you, Storybrooke. And also you, Chester's Mill. And you, Salem's Lot. Holy crap, we should stay the hell out of Maine. He didn't say crap. He said the S word. Well, but I don't want to have in, to put the explicit Maine, one on there. Right? What Sunnydale is from? from what? I thought, oh, wait, what is Sunnydale? I was thinking it was Sunnydale was from Buffy. Archie's? No, I think it was from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, all those murders in the Archie comics. Well, Sunnyvale. In the new Archie. Sunnyvale? Sunnydale. Sunnydale is, is Buffy. That's not in Maine, is it? That's not in Maine. But anyway, but all yeah. those coves. But all these other ones are in Maine. Storybrooke, Castle Rock, Salem's Lot. Yeah. Stay out of Maine. Stay out of Sunnydale. Yeah. There's um, a lot of good suggestions here. Raccoon City from Resident Evil, Tassie Dave says. Shad points out Haven, Maine was a pretty dangerous town. That's the Haven was the series based on a Stephen King short story. The whole town disappeared at one point. Oh, yeah. that's Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. Um, South Park, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, Tassie Allison Dave. Says, Allison says, have you been to Connecticut? I'm a native of that state. It's effing haunted, man, and very clannish. <laughs> yes, can confirm. Very haunted. My cousin used to run like a uh, an antique shop uh, in Connecticut, and I swear, I swear, her shop was haunted. Like it was spooky. So my my mom and dad both used to love antiquing. So I've been to many a frightening antiquers. Oh wait, residence. not Connecticut. It was in Massachusetts. But still. they're still they're equally creepy. Yeah. probably. Yeah. Anyway, that was funny. Uh, thank you for posting that. Uh, go add your suggestions in over on goodreads.com slash sword and laser. Yes, indeed. And then we had a funny tweet from Brent Weeks, author Brent Weeks, which kind of cracked me up. This was in response to Tom spelling the word whiskey wrong. No, the title. no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. there yes. was scotch. Not during the episode recording. There the was scotch, scotch there. no. no. No, the scotch happened during the we, James Essay recording. The title referred to bacon, yep. which was full of all kinds of whiskeys. I chose to. <sighs> you're being selective, man. You are. You are in. You are retro. You're retconning. No, you are I'm retconning. telling you. I am telling. Look. So I why did you pick? Why I don't did, go are highlight you unpatriotic? things that I think why are wrong about you your sound engineering. The Canadian version of whiskey instead of the american version of whiskey tom also, what do you want to tell I, us about also i want to call living language on this like <sighs> spell nazis but I'm still sorry. okay anyway whatever i was not wrong but i chose to invoke scotch when veronica would have preferred that i invoke bourbon well obviously <laughs> obviously anyway brent weeks nice guy said hey brent, sorry sorry to drag you into this 
says, generally, it's whiskey for American and Irish. Whiskey, no E, for those others. My mnemonic? It's booze. Americans and the Irish want more. That is a great mnemonic. It is. That is an excellent, <laughs> excellent mnemonic. I think you and I can both Even agree if on it's that. Slightly offensive to the Irish, <laughs> whom I am a member of. As I'm, am I. As yes. am I. Uh, I'll take it. We could take it. I could take it. Fine. So anyway, thank you, Brent, for for clearing that up for us um, and and helping to continually fuel our our fun argument over what we prefer in writing and in life. I like all kinds of whiskeys. Let me just say, make that clear here too. I'm okay. not. I'm not whiskeyist. <laughs> all right, should we jump into the book of the month discussion kickoff? With an e or a y? What? No, it's no. It makes it looks better with an e. It just looks better with an e. Oh, spoken like an American. Oh my god. Whatever. <laughs> Talk you know, about whis- the book. Whiskey and Irish should your, be should be in Gaelic anyway. Do we do your? Oh come on. Do your <laughs> do your book kickoff. The water Go of on life. With you. Go on with you. Yeah. Then. Okay. So uh, speaking of the Irish and fairies. And ancient peoples, the hum and the shiver, a novel of the Tufa by Alex Bledsoe, uh, is our pick, and it is written about a group in Tennessee who have been there longer than Europeans have been in America. It's very mysterious. Um, this is written by Alex Bledsoe, who's from Western Tennessee, the other end of the state that this story takes place in, mind you. And if you're from Tennessee or Kentucky, you can understand that those are different. Those are very different regions. Uh, but obviously, he's familiar with the other side of his state. Uh, grew up an hour north of Graceland, 20 minutes from Nutbush, which is the birthplace of Tina Turner. And uh, now <laughs> Alex Bledsoe lives in Wisconsin. Oh, OK. Yeah. Very so cool. his, first, his first novel was The Sword Edge Blonde, published back in 2007 as part of the Eddie Lacrosse novels. He has several different series, uh, Memphis Vampires, Tales of the Firefly Witch, and Tales of the Tufa, of which this is a member. In 2009, he donated his archive to the Department of Rare Books and Special Collections at Northern Illinois. Uh, I believe that's in DeKalb. So he, uh, he's he got... He's got a following. He's got people studying his works already, which is impressive. The Hum and the Shiver is the first of the tales of Tufa. There are four novels so far in the series, Mm. as well as four shorter e-published stories. And the coolest thing is there's also music. Uh, Really? Yeah. There's a a group called uh, the Tuathadea. Tuathadea? Truthadera? Tufa? Tuathadanan? I uh, I'm betraying my roots by not pronouncing it correctly, but but it's that's actually the official name of fairies that is given in the book. Uh, that's that the we're well, reading. yeah, that's the that is the the name for the the fairy court. Yes, the members and of the fairy court. Anyway, there's there's a group that called themselves that, and they did a a series of songs in the Tufa universe. Uh, the one of which called the hum and the shiver. Uh, which was used in the book trailer for the Hum and the Shiver. Is this is so? Is this kind of spoilery? Am I like because I didn't know there was any fairy connection with the Tufa up until you said that? Well, okay, that's that's not spoilery if you don't know anything about the book, uh, because it's like, hey, ancient people who like musics and mm. they have a band who are like, you know, this ancient. There's a whole ancient Celtic. Uh, feel to the rural parts of these areas like a lot of the ozarks a lot of the hillbillies mm-hmm. all have irish ancestry and there's a lot of talks of of fair folk and and all that sort of things in the hills so 
it's 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 pretty typical to have a tight connection between Celtic mythology and country music. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, that that adds a new element to it. I don't know if I would have figured that out right away, but I like that. Uh, I guess that shows my own lack of knowledge about that region of the world. Um, And or maybe I was. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm excited about that. That makes me even more excited to continue reading. I'm about 30 percent done. I know that you're 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 a little further along. I'm like 65 percent done already. We're kind of chugging through this book already. Yeah. And and I have to say, like, it's so well done because there are several stories going on at once. There's the mystery of of Bronwyn's attack, what really happened, why she left uh, this very insular area in Tennessee. There's mm-hmm. the mystery of the Tufa people in general. Like, mm-hmm. who are they? Where did they come from? Why are they there? What's their secret? Um, there's also a reverend who's, you know, trying to minister to them. And reverend they kind Chess. of just, they just kind of don't. They don't brush him off. They're not mean to him, but it's like no, no religious uh, person has ever made progress. So mm-hmm. is this guy. So you got him. You've got reporters like there's just so much going on, but it doesn't feel too busy. Uh, I'm I'm always enjoying the story that's being told and the characterizations are very good. Uh, and and let me tell you, by the time you get to the barn dance that's coming up, you're just, just going to not want to put it down. Hold on to my butt. Yeah. There's this, what was that? There was one, I was out walking the dogs and at the, at the barn dance, this is not spoilery unless you don't know what a barn dance is, but, um, spoiler barn dances are where people play music and dance in a barn. Uh, there's this one guy who says to someone else, so peel that music stick and let's dive in. And I'm like, peel that music stick. Really? I start laughing. (laughs) And then another character just looks at him, apparently. And he's like, one of these days, I'm going to coin a phrase. It's going to catch on. (laughs) And I just love there's lots of little bits like that where it's like, you know, you just you just are like, oh, wow, these characters are alive. They're they're having cool interactions. Yeah. So I I left out a part of the the name. It's a Tuatha Dedanen. Tuatha Dedanen. Yeah, that's the that's not the name of the band. The band is Twathadea. Twathadea. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. It seems like it's probably different. a similar. So those were the 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 tribes of the goddess Dana or Danu. Yeah, and so. that's what I'm what I'm trying to say here too is or Dana. If you watch the book trailer, it'll credit Twathadea for the song "Hum and the Shiver." I think. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe Twatha- not. Oh, it's Jennifer Gorey uh, did the "Hum and the Shiver" that was used in the book trailer. Yeah, the Tuatha, Tuatha Dea. Yeah, that's Tribe of the Gods. Um, yeah, so cool. Very cool. So yeah, I'm enjoying this book a lot, and that makes a lot of, of sense now. <laughs> a lot of things have become clear reading your book summary. Uh, so thank you. And uh, thank you. Uh, and by the way, uh, if you are a Patreon member, you get the book briefing in advance of everyone sometimes, else. Sometimes, sometimes. Usually unless advance. Veronica messes up and just announces things to the world, which happens But you sometimes. get the book briefing that no one else gets. And That's right. it's got more than I just said here. Uh, depending on the author, it may have a lot more or a lot less more, um, but uh, a lot less more, a lot less, uh, but it will also have links and things like that. Fantastic. And that about wraps up this episode. Um, as you guys know, our show is entirely funded by our patrons. So thank you so much to all of those who have backed the show. If you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Welcome to Peter Gee and El Comutador. 
who are both new patrons. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about, some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. And hey, if you enjoy the show, if you're getting something out of it, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps other people find us. It helps us reach a whole new audience. And we just love reading them because they make us really happy. And if you want to get in touch with us, our email address is feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. We'll see you next time. Bye. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.